Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Pastor Farrell Shepherd of the Island Ford Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky, and I'd like to welcome you to another Sending Forth the Light radio broadcast. This broadcast is for Friday, December 23rd, just a couple days till Christmas. Hope you're having a great day and have had a great week as we are finishing our broadcast week on today. We're going to complete the message that we began on Monday's broadcast. And uh, let me mention to you, if you will, I'll be mentioning again at the end of the broadcast, but if you will be praying for our services on Christmas morning, no p.m. service, but just a.m. service Christmas morning, Brother Joel Gray is going to be our guest speaker. And so be in prayer for that. If you can, come out and be with us. Amen. Well, I mentioned I'm going to be completing the message that we began on Monday a sermon on R-U-N. That's the title of the sermon that I'm looking at. R-U-N. And before I go there, I've got a good song. Since we're this close to Christmas, I'm going to play a good Christmas song. We've got the Concord Baptist Young People's Revival Choir singing one entitled, Tell Me the Story of Christmas. All right. As we get ready to look in the scripture, you're going to need to hold your finger in several places in the Bible if you're turning and reading with us. If that is a possibility, I'd appreciate it if you turn to Romans chapter number 8. We're going to be looking at one verse in each of these texts. Romans chapter 8, verse number 1. Also, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. And then 2 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse number 5. Now, all of these verses, actually, you've probably memorized, or at least when you hear them, it'll jog your memory that you know these verses well. But I'm beginning a message and... I'm preaching a message that we'll be beginning a little series of some sermons that we preached here at the Island Ford Baptist Church. And this is entitled, R-U-N, and it's dealing with evidences of salvation. And so we'll be dealing with that for the next few days. And I hope you'll stay tuned and enjoy the message as it was preached live from the pulpit of the Island Ford Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky. Romans chapter number 8. And then 2 Corinthians, we'll be looking at two places in 2 Corinthians. We'll start with Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter number 8, very, very familiar chapter, more than likely the entire chapter. I'm going to read only verse number 1. I've got a short title, that's surprising, and uh, perhaps a short message. And uh, you'll be surprised there too, won't you, if that's how it turns out. But... uh so if so, it'll be surprise, surprise, amen. Uh, we'll see if that's how it turns out or not. I mentioned Romans chapter 8, and that's where we'll begin reading. Look also, if you will, hold your place in Second Corinthians chapter number 5, and then also Second Corinthians chapter number 13. We'll look at these three places for my text tonight as well. All these verses that I'm going to read are familiar. Most of them you probably have memorized. And uh, if not, they're good verses to commit to memory and uh, place in your memory there. Romans chapter number 8, verse number 1. There is therefore now, I like that little word now, no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. I'm going to read that again. And there's two words I want to emphasize. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are, and here's the words, in Christ. 
Amen. In Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Second Corinthians chapter number 5 and verse number 17. Again, very familiar verse. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, there's our two words again. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. Now, before I move off on to chapter 13, let me say something about verse 17 there. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. I believe the old things passed away may just happen in your heart, and nobody can see that. But all things become new. He said, behold, that means you can see something there. When somebody genuinely gets saved, there's things take place in your heart that others cannot see. But there'll also be some things take place outside that others will be able to say. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter number 13 and verse number 5. Examine yourselves, whether ye be in the faith. Prove your own selves. Know ye not your own selves, how that Jesus Christ is in you, except ye be reprobates. I looked at the word in Christ Jesus. I looked at the words in Christ. This time I want to look at the words in the faith. Examine yourselves whether ye be in the faith. Prove your own selves. Know ye not your own selves how that Jesus Christ is in you except you be reprobates. I want to try to preach tonight on this thought. Are you in? If you're in, there's a, uh, there is a true spiritual understanding. Amen. There is a tremendous, secure, I'll say, protection. Amen. And then number three, I believe it means there is a total satisfaction. Amen. A total satisfaction. Turn back to Psalm 107 and two verses, verses eight and nine. I know this is Old Testament, but he's, this, this whole Psalm, Psalm 107, over and over is talking about Well, it starts off, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. I'm glad I'm redeemed. Amen. Redeemed. So it's talking about redemption. It's talking about deliverance, being saved. He's talking about all these, oh, that men would praise the Lord. All right, look at verse number 8. Psalm 107, verse number 8. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for His goodness and for His wonderful works to the children of men. For He satisfieth the longing soul and filleth the hungry soul with goodness. Amen. He satisfieth the longing soul. Isn't that what he said? Amen. He satisfieth the longing soul and filleth the hungry soul with goodness. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Right? Filled. You know what it means to be filled? It means to be satisfied. Satisfied. He satisfies the hungry or the longing soul. He filleth the hungry soul with goodness. Amen. It's sad to watch people in our world People that populate our world running here and there and everywhere looking for satisfaction and finding it not. It's sad to watch people in our world looking for satisfaction and they can't get satisfaction. Now they say, I remember, I remember as a kid that Lucky Strike commercials, you remember that? Rather fight than switch. Lucky Strike cause they satisfy. One fellow said if the cigarette satisfies, why they put 20 in a pack? If one, if one of them, that's right, if one of them would satisfy, why'd they put 20 in a pack? It's because they don't satisfy. 
Liquor don't satisfy. Women don't satisfy. Men don't satisfy. Amen. Dope don't satisfy. Perversion doesn't satisfy. Our world's looking for satisfaction everywhere they can in a plethora of ways. I mean just numerous ways. Amen. And yet they can't find it. They can't find it. But those who are in Christ Jesus, those who are in the faith, have had a hunger that has been sparked not by the flesh, but a hunger that's been sparked by the Spirit of God. Amen. And when that hunger has been sparked by the Spirit of God, they can be filled by that same Spirit of God and satisfied by that same Spirit of God. Amen. Turn back to Isaiah, another Old Testament. If you're still in Psalms, you just go over a few books. Isaiah, the first major prophet, chapter number 55, towards the end of his writing. Isaiah 55, and I know verse 1 is very familiar, but I want you to look at some of these verses. Isaiah is talking about having a hunger, having a need, having a thirst. All right? Isaiah 55, verse number 1. Sing, no, I'm looking at verse 54, 55. Ho, everyone that thirsteth, come ye to the waters, and he that hath no money, come ye buy and eat. Yea, come by wine and milk without money and without price. Look at this question. Wherefore do you spend money for that which is not bread? And your labor for that which satisfieth not. Hearken diligently unto me, and eat ye that which is good, and let your soul delight itself in fatness. Incline your ear, and come unto me. Hear, and your soul shall live. And I will make an everlasting covenant with you, even the sure mercies of David. Amen. You know what he's saying? He said, why are you wandering here and there looking for satisfaction and never finding it? He said, why won't you come to me? Amen. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Amen. You can find satisfaction in Jesus Christ. Now, I talked about that Samaritan woman left her bucket at the well in John 4. How could she leave her bucket at the well? How could she go into the city and tell those men, come see a man that told me all things that ever I did is not this to Christ? When all the time before when she was with those men, she wasn't talking about another man. She was, she was intent on those men. Something changed in her life. A hunger she used to have, she no longer had. A thirst she used to have, she no longer has. Amen. She's left her bucket. She's left the men. Amen. She's, she's bringing them to Christ. Amen. How could that, she has, here's how, how could that happen? She has met the Lord and she has been satisfied. Amen. She had a lot of questions about when Messiah cometh and, and all this, you say Jerusalem, where to worship our fathers, worship in the mountain. She had all these religious questions asked, but when she came to recognize Jesus as the Messiah that they was looking for, as the Savior that could satisfy her soul, even all her religious questions were satisfied. She's she's not thinking about where to go to worship. She's not thinking about arguing with the Jews. She's not thinking about this or that. She's saying, come see a man. Her, all of her focus is on Him. Amen. All of a sudden, it's all about Him. Amen. Which is the way it ought to be. Amen. There's another situation. And I'm not going to have you turn there, but you remember in John chapter number 8, there's a woman caught in the very act of adultery. Brought to our Lord. They said, uh, the Pharisees, and by the way, they're just trying to trap our Lord. They wasn't intent on punishing that woman. They was trying to trap our Lord. Amen. 
And, and you say, how do you know that? Well, here's one way I know that, because if she is caught in the very act, she was not the only one. Oh, said it takes two to tango. There's another somebody guilty. They didn't bring him. Amen. By the way, the law did not say one party deserves death, but the other party gets to go free. No. In that Old Testament law, the adulterers both were killed, stoned. Amen. They weren't interested in carrying out the law. They were interested in trapping our Lord. But they brought that woman to Jesus. And Jesus said, He that is without sin among you, let him cast the first stone. And the Bible says every one of them was convicted by those words. And they walked away one after another, beginning at the eldest and going down to the youngest. Amen. I was telling Brother Steve the other day, I was, I was thinking about that. But I got to think about if every one of them was convicted, that means she was convicted. Because she was in that, if everyone that heard him, because she heard him, she was in that crowd, brought in there, but she didn't leave. You know why they left? Because they recognized they were guilty, but they wasn't going to admit to him they was guilty. They wasn't going to ask him for forgiveness. She knew she was guilty. <laughs> Amen. But she is waiting for wonderful words of life. Amen. Amen. She is willing to wait. Amen. If this man loved her enough to stop them from stoning her, she is willing to say, see what he had to say. And so when he said, woman, where art thine accusers? She said, none, Lord. I don't have an accuser. She's recognizing, I don't believe you're going to accuse me. I believe you're going to forgive me. And he said, go and sin no more. Amen. Amen. He didn't say go back there and keep doing what you've been doing. No. He said, listen, if you've been convicted by the Holy Ghost, if you truly believe what I'm telling you, then there'll be a new understanding of spiritual understanding. There'll be a new experience in your life. Amen. And you don't have to go back to that cesspool again. Amen. 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 She's been satisfied. Hallelujah. Amen. And that's what God wants for us. Amen. I believe obviously Jesus had saved her and satisfied her when he said go and sin no more. Amen. Amen. Let me ask a question. How can drunkards who have spent paycheck after paycheck on booze, how can they drop the bottle and never return back to it? Well, if they find satisfaction in Jesus, they can. Amen. They can sober up and never go back to the beer joint. Amen. Brother, Brother Andy. Y'all know, amen, Brother Andy's testimony. I told him, he said, I got saved and I won't never be back. Amen. <laughs> amen. <laughs> I, I came here out of habit. I just, I just, this one always done, but I won't never be back because something changed on the inside. Amen. Listen, I'm telling you, that can happen for a child of God. I remember as a boy, I wasn't there to see it happen, but my dad, he, we got a call late at night and, and Josh was talking about he calls him Paul Paul. I call him Dad. Got a call. He was the pastor. A man called wanting to talk to Dad. Dad got there. A man and his wife had split up. They had attended the church. Some there weren't members. Neither one of them was saved. He had a... This, this is back in the, in the 80s. He had a $1,000 a week cocaine habit. He was a truck driver, Brother Jake. He said that he had driven from Texas to North Carolina... And when he got to North Carolina, he woke up, didn't remember one mile of his trip. He said that he had literally walked around his rig numbers of times to make sure he hadn't run over somebody and killed them. 
But that night, that man called on God and asked God to save him. And he let his little old seven-year-old girl take all that high-dollar cocaine and pour it down the commode. (laughs) Where it belonged, by the way. Amen. You say, how did he do that? He didn't have to go to an N.A., an A.A., or none of that. He went to Jesus Christ. Amen. He went to Jesus Christ and got satisfied. Hallelujah. Amen. By the good grace of God. Amen. I believe God can still do that in 2021. Amen. I believe He can still deliver people from whatever sin there is. Amen. Our God is able to deliver you. Amen. He is able. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Come to Jesus and be satisfied. Amen. Now ask the question again. Are you in? Are you in Christ Jesus? Let me conclude with this. I said I'd ask some more questions. If you are in Christ Jesus, you found true spiritual understanding. Amen. Something you never had before. If you are in Christ Jesus, you're walking hand in hand with Jesus day by day. You'll find that true spiritual understanding more and more as you walk with Him. Amen. You found a tremendous special protection by the hand of God from the dangers and the temptations of Satan and the flesh in the world. And you found total satisfaction in Christ. But here's my next question. If you are in, how far are you in? Amen. I read this and I thought, you know, it's a good illustration. A woman out in a winter storm on a cold winter night, snow blowing. It's blowing so hard she don't really even know where she's at. She feels like she's about to freeze to death. She sees the light of a cabin way off in the distance. And she's able to stumble her way to that cabin. And she pounded on the door. Somebody in that family got up from the hearth of the fire and went and opened the door and let her in. But wouldn't it have been foolish for her to just step inside the door and say, that's as far as I'm going? They said, no, come on up here to the fire. You can get warm. You can get dried off. You can get to feeling better and better. And she said, oh, no, no, I don't want to get too far in. I don't, I don't want to get in too much. I just want to barely... No, I'm telling you what she's going to do. She's going to embrace that fire. Amen. Listen, by the grace of God, I want to get in the fire, don't you? Amen. I want to get close to God. I want to get warm. I want to be filled with the things of God. Amen. That's right. Not just stay close to the door, but get all the way in. Amen. I heard another story similar to this. And I heard this one as a child. Talk about this little girl. Her mama tucked her in bed. Well, she told her to go to bed. Little girl goes to bed. Mama goes downstairs and she's sewing, doing something downstairs. And she hears an ominous thump. So she got up and ran upstairs to see what happened. And the little girl's laying out on the floor. Mama gets her up, tucks her back in bed, says, Honey, what happened? Little girl said, here's what she said. She said, Mama, I guess I just went to sleep too close to where I got in at. Listen, when you get saved by the grace of God, don't just get in and go off to sleep. Don't just sit on a pew and sleep. I'm talking about get in there. I mean get in there. Amen. Get in there and enjoy the things of God. Get How far or how close are you in? Amen. If you are in, how far are you in? And then number three, last thing. If you are in, are you trying to get anybody else in? Are we trying to get anybody else in? This is what I thought about. And all, all these pictures. And I'm not a big storyteller, but tonight that's what's in my mind. If you was... If you was drowning in the ocean and you got rescued, pulled into the lifeboat, you'd be thankful that you was in the lifeboat. But the natural thing to do would be to try to reach out and help somebody else 
that's still in danger of drowning. That would be the natural thing to do. Try to bring somebody else into the fold. Amen. Hebrews chapter number 6 and verse number 1 says, Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God. Here's what he said at Hebrews. He said, we need to move on, go in a little further, go on a little more. First Peter chapter 2, verses 2 and 3. As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the Word that you may grow thereby. If so be, you have tasted that the Lord is gracious. Amen. Are you in? If you're in, how far are you in? And are we trying to get others in? Let's stand to our feet. And that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. As that concludes another week of radio broadcasting, we do hope you have a great weekend. I hope you'll be in the house of God on the Lord's Day. And I'd love to take this opportunity to invite you to come and be with us here at the Island Ford Baptist Church, located at 1415 Island Ford Road here in Madisonville, Kentucky. Our Sunday morning service, Sunday school starts up at 10.15 a.m., and then the preaching time at 11.05 a.m. as well. Love to have you come and be part of those with us. And as you know, this particular Lord's Day will be Christmas morning, and so we are having an a.m. service and no p.m. service on this Lord's Day. I'm actually not here in person as we, my wife and I, have gone back to North Carolina, and I'm going to be preaching at the Vision Baptist Church for their Christmas morning service And Brother Joel Gray, pastor of Vision Baptist Church, is going to be preaching for us here at the Island Ford Baptist Church. Hope you'll tune in this same time every Monday through Friday for another Sending Forth the Light radio broadcast. Until then, this is Pastor Farrell Shepard saying good day and God bless you.